0: What's up, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hope you have a good lunch. It's been a great couple of days already. And uh, this is going to be one of your favorite sessions, I know, as we talk about growth through marketing and social media and branding. And I've got three of my great friends up here that I want to introduce to you and just encourage you to... uh, Take good notes, turn your phones on and record. Um, You're gonna learn some incredible principles today uh, on how to build brand and social media and really use that in terms of building even relationships, making it more than just an image. And so let me introduce these guys. First, gonna start off with my friend Chris Carmona, Chris and Audrey. Uh, pastor, They planted People Church in Chicago, Illinois. It's an incredible church. Yeah. Great, incredible things happening. Two campuses. God's doing amazing things in their life and their family. Also, Brad Hampton. Brad and Jessica planted SoCo Church in Benville Arkansas, just over a year and a half ago, two years ago. Uh, running four weekend services. 1,100 people on the weekend. And just blowing up social media. It's incredible. It's going to share great things. And then Jesse Norman, Jesse and Angela planted My City Church in Omaha, Nebraska and uh, are just doing amazing things. Uh, Just really making a huge impact there. So I'm going to turn it over to them. They're going to share some incredible things and then we'll do some Q&A and uh, answer some of your questions. Here we go. Take it away. All
1: right. Everybody doing good? Is anybody cold in the room? My word. Anyway, uh, hey, we're so glad you're here today. And um, uh, these guys are amazing, and it's really an honor to to really be on the stage with uh, both Chris and Jesse. I I just want to, real quick, kind of emphasize the ARC relationships, especially those in the room. Maybe you're wanting to grow uh, your church or grow in how you're marketing your church or any area of your church. We love ARC, and uh, ARC helped me tremendously because we were in a season of not really knowing what to do and how to handle some of the growth we were having as our pre-launch, just just building a launch team. And Arc connected me to Jesse, and Jesse is a huge, huge part of why we had the success that we had early on and continues to be a great friend. But um, I love that about Arc. And then Chris and I connected on a ski trip a few months ago, and then we were in D.C., the three of us were in D.C. And um, Chris has been able to speak into my life in some really cool ways. So uh, I just want to honor both of these guys and also remind you there are relationships in the room, maybe today, that are going to help you succeed in areas that you're struggling with. And so we're glad you're in here today and we're going to kick it off. Um, but first, I want to also tell you about this. Many of you, you want to market your church. Let me tell you just a quick story. Um, when I was in high school, either Coca-Cola or Pepsi One, came out with a new drink called Josta. Does anybody remember Josta? Anyone in there? There's a reason for that. There's a reason none of you remember it. Uh, They actually spent millions of dollars on a campaign for a new product. And they brought to our school, I don't think they allow sodas in schools anymore, too bad, but um, in, in the 90s they did. And they actually had these like big cars wrapped with their branding and they would come to the school and give out tons of these drinks to everyone and and it was really cool they were even giving out like soccer jerseys that said josto on it then you got the drink and it tasted like robitussle it was awful it was a terrible drink and so i tell you that story to tell you this many of you are in here and you want to help promote and market your church you have to first make sure the product is worth marketing now i'm not saying your churches aren't But I do want to help you understand, if you don't have great worship yet, if you don't have a good kids ministry yet, if you don't have a great experience yet, it's going to be really difficult to market some, because you're going to get people to your church one time, and if we're over-promising and under-delivering, you're only going to do that once, because they're not going to come back. So uh, the reason I want to share that is I've had a few pastors recently tell me they're spending $1,500, $2,000 a month to pay some organizations to market their church, those organizations are not going to first analyze your church and say, hey, you need to really work on this area first. They're just going to take your money and say, yeah, we'll create some Facebook ads for you. Good luck. Right. that That's all they care about. So really evaluate your church, really evaluate the areas that you need to work on before you begin to market who you are. OK. All right. So we're going to talk about some of that today. And uh, I don't know which one of you wants to go
2: first. Do you want to go first? You want to go first? I think maybe. OK. <laughs> Let me talk, guys. Um, I think maybe I'll go first, just because I think what I know, we, we all know what we're talking on. He's much more sexy. handsome, so I think yeah. you should go first. Listen here, baby blue eyes. <laughs> Listen here. That's what they call him, Do you ever want to get his attention. His name's Jesse Baby Blues Norman. It's his brand, which we're going to talk about. Um, so... <laughs>
3: I don't know. I feel like there's an inside joke going. on. I don't on that. know about O'era. Your I face just, is kind of red,
1: right?
2: Your face is. I think you may be accurate. I feel. I feel like we're back at school because it went quiet and then these guys started pointing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're running for class president. All right. Okay. So. Um, all right. So I guess what I'm going to talk about, if you can understand it, because it's in an Aussie accent. But what I'm going to talk about is branding and, and the reason I love talking about that before what these guys are going to speak about and we all have like a unique kind of I guess you know section of what we speak about with, with branding is because, or with marketing is that your brand is everything. And the the best way I'd like to say it is that we think brand is a logo. when we first start our churches, we go, man, we need a logo. Well, brand is more than a logo. Just like being a Christian is more than saying you're a Christian, right? So your brand is your spirit and our God is creative. And the tension between God's creativity and then what we can experience is the spiritual made visual right? (laughs) Experiential in some way, shape, or form. And so I think the the number one thing we've got to kind of, maybe I could like speak to is how do you create your brand? Like when it's just you and you're starting this, like how do you create a brand? What is a brand and what does that look like? I think for me, one of the things that I see a lot is that people will create a brand that they think is cool and awesome and great. And a few things happen. It's typically not a full brand. It's, It's usually a logo and some color schemes. Secondly, it's a it's it's a brand that you've got to live to, which is now daunting. Because I think that branding is not about titles you live to, but titling what you live. And branding is stopping and thinking to yourself, "Man, how do I create a story that when people see it visually and when people experience it they go, "Man, like I want to I want to want to be part of that story." Not only that, it's a story that they want to write their story into. And that's what branding is. There's people out there and they've got stories. God has put something on their heart that they're called to do, they're called to be. And when we brand ourselves well, when we actually really do what I think God wants us to do, which is everything about us should say something about us and that something should be accurate and integrous to who we are and where we're going. That is what I think real branding is. And so, how do we do that? I think that there's a few things. So I want to kind of speak to that. How do you actually start your brand? What does a brand look like? Your brand is everything. Your brand and our brand is enough that if people are scrolling through social media or going through the city, they should visually be able to look at something and it should be attractive to them. But not simply attractive because it's attractive, but attractive because it speaks and resonates with something that they are. Every single person in this room... If we really looked at everyone, you'd look at some people and be like, oh my gosh, I'd never wear that. And then you're wearing something completely different and then they probably look at you and go, oh my gosh, I'd never wear that. You know? And it's like, we all do that. Why? Because we wear what we think represents us. So our brand as a church has to represent us. What does it look like to be me? And I think that quite often if you go down the other road, like I guess road of trying to do social media marketing and spending money, you're paying to tell a story that you don't even know is your story. It's not convincing to you. It doesn't have purpose to you. And maybe it's got a logo, but that's that's kind of not enough. And so these are a few things. Your brand should be a great tester for a brand, and then I'll tell you an exercise that you could do for it, is if somebody designed your brand for you, if you gave them the challenge of give me my brand without a logo, if when they don't give you a logo, you look at it and you go, oh, man, there's a lot you're giving me. Like, Wow, I see a visual interpretation of who we are. Wow, this is the kind of edginess that we're going to be. Wow, these are the people we're going to reach. Wow, that's awesome. These are the class games. Wow, these are the things we're going to speak on. These are the people. Like, it's just greater and bigger than just a logo. Yeah. So, one of the best things you could do when you first God puts, like, this church on your heart is you could do what is the beginning of any brand, which is called the personification of a brand. How do you put a personality to the brand that God has given you? And if we're don't like that word branding because like, it's just not kingdom enough. Let's call it spirit. Like Our church, it's our spirit. Our brand is spirit synonymous. So your brand, how do you personify your brand? And here are a few questions that you do. You always do it in threes. What three clothing labels would, our, would best describe our brand? What three car companies would best describe our brand? What three restaurants would best describe our brand? What three bands would describe our brand? What three uh, corporate companies would describe our brand? What three experiences would describe our brand? The what and the why is crucial. When we have that what and why, all of a sudden you start asking questions that help somebody put visuals to it in such a way that honestly, our number one way of people coming to our church is, we've got two major platforms. Number one is social media and number two is um, people bringing people. But one of the greatest tools for people bringing people is when there's apprehension. They go, hey, why don't you just follow us on social media? And when people see the social media, they go, man, this, this resonates with me. Yeah. We've had so many people be like, man, I don't know what to wear to come, when I come to church. But then they see that and they're like, man, that's it. I'm in. I can see who you are through the things you post. Here's the other thing. So after that exercise, when you've got that exercise and you can answer that um, as yourselves, and, and do it by yourself before you do it with your team. Because the vision that God has given you lives in you, not your team yet. So when you get that in you first and then you let them add to it, that's a great thing, but you can't let them set it. Because that, that's, that's crucial. Second thing is this. Branding is 80% why, 20% what. So we often kind of start looking at what we're going to tell people. And even if we look at our social media, it's all what you could be, where you could be, when you could come. But people don't care about that stuff because we lose authenticity. Meaning, if my brand is Romans 10.14, which says that, how can they, like, basically, how can they get into our house? How can they know Jesus if they haven't heard? If our brand is loving people, if you would want somebody to come away from your lifespan and go, man, these people love people, they love Jesus, they they like they would do anything for people to get close. Well that's what we want people to say of our brand. And so if all we are telling people though is what they could do, it's the equivalent of only preaching improvement and not grace, and not love, and not Jesus, and not relationship. So in our brand, we've got to be authentic to who we want to be, when authenticity is not, hey church, so glad you're having a great week, see you at 10pm, or see you at 10am, we've got, you know, women's whatever, and see you at 7.30, we've got small groups, like, all that's saying is we're interested in you being with us on what we're doing, but without the why, there's no story that they want to be a part of. So the why is this, hey church, it's Wednesday, and who knows, Wednesdays can be the middle of the week, but we got more. I'll tell you what's more, the more in life is relationships. We'll always run at the speed of the people around us. And sometimes that is the hardest thing to find, but yet the one thing we all want most. Here at X Church, we want to make sure that you've got people to run with. See you at 7.30. The what is like, is, is nothing. You know what I mean? The what, if, you're, if they're hungry enough, they're going to devour the what. If they're hungry enough, they'll look for the what. But if they're not hungry, it's because we haven't told them a story. that, like, And everyone's got an appetite out there. Everybody has an appetite for wholeness. Everybody's got an appetite for breakthrough. And if we don't tell them that, hey, just come to church. But we go, hey, here's a story of someone who came to church and they look like you. And now they're not where you are. They're where they wanted to be. You could be too because we're all in this together. 10, 10 a.m. See you there like that 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 sells something it says something I think we've got to like remember that like branding is not a logo it's a lifestyle we're not living to a label we're labeling what we live yeah. and when we do that I think it, it shifts everything and then another little practical and then I think I'll throw over these guys soon because uh, I don't have much longer but is um okay so just a, a, another practical is your feed your feed I think I've got an example of the feed Um so there we go. There's a feed, right? I think your feed, what's that called? Your grid, basically. When people look at your grid, is your grid, like, inspiring? Like, does your grid say something? Like, I think we can sell moments, or we could just put pictures up there. And I think if a picture is a thousand words, I want to pick those thousand words carefully. Because we often put a thousand words up there, but those thousand words say, unorganized, just found this photo, best our photo team could do. We're not sure if this is you. This is not who we're reaching to. You know what I mean? Another worship shot, more hands. Our team loves hands. There's something very creative about hands. Recently, we've moved to feet because we've outdone the hands. So it's like just shadows, shadows and hands change the world. (laughs) Jesus always started his messages like this. Okay. So like one thing I'll just say on that is that basically, look at the flow of your grid and make sure it's not all one thing. So it's not just worship shots. It's not just people. It's not just static shots. It's not just, like, it's a bit of everything. And sometimes we do posts for nothing. I think our social media must be like our relationships, not always about personal gain. Uh, Our, Our marketing should be, hey, it's Wednesday and there's not much going on. How are you doing? Let us know. We'd love to pray for you. Hey, who's in this together? What are you running for this week? It's got nothing. I think we only often speak to people when we want to invite them. And we've got to have a social media that speaks to people where they are, not where we want them. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's got to have like, I, I think there's just, and there's a congruent theme. Like it's like, a, there's, a, there's a tone to it. There's a, like there's, you choose filters, you which I think Jesse's going to speak to more on how do you do that practically. But there's a whole bunch there. Here's the other thing. Don't be afraid of, of putting out, and I'll finish with this. Don't be afraid of creating a brand or a picture that makes people ask what, and why and who. So this over here looks like we literally found someone before behind frosted glass. Like, I don't know what's going on there. And, now, and we got Chinese. We just had seventh birthday and it's all Chinese. I'm not Chinese. Neither, we're not in China. But we did it. And people were like, why'd you do it? And our creative guy was like, man, you got to tell them the why behind it. I'm like, no, because if you have to tell the why behind your creativity, it's like explaining your joke. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's funny because... It's not funny now. So, if I've got to be like, it's creative because. No. We did this confidently saying this. We're going to project integrously who we are out to the world. And if the world that we are called to reach resonates with it, they're going to follow us. If they don't, they're not ours to reach. I can't reach everybody, I'm looking for the people with the same spirit as us, and that's what we try to portray, so sometimes, just even that like, it's off-center, it's weird but I love off-center and weird, because when you're going through a feed you kind of go, what's that? Right. and it gets clicks but if, it's, if the message is just all up front and all it is is our last weekend's quotes wow. yeah. there's no reason to click through that, you know what I mean? because all it's saying is, hey, this was I'm pretty proud of this one You should hear it again. Versus, like, I want to give you something that makes you want to go further. How do we create such an attractive life that people want to follow us? And so I think when it comes to branding, just making sure that it's congruent, that it's visual, that it's visually pleasing, that it resonates with who you are. If your logo wasn't on it, could people pick that it was you? If we didn't call ourselves Christians, would they call us Christians? And so I think that, and then the personification of a brand and then, I think that sets you up for them, like what these guys are really great at. Wow! Come on, give Chris a hand. So Thanks
1: for sharing that, man. Uh, however, all of your jokes, you always have to explain them to me. Like every time you tell a joke, I don't know. How long have you known English? From
4: <laughs>
1: when did you learn it? Okay, sorry. Well played. Well played. People actually ask me that. They ask me when I learned English, yeah.
4: and which so one, one
1: I ask you every on time I see Yeah, every time I see you, I gotta know. All right, Jesse. Uh, yeah, share with this man.
3: Yeah, so um, I'm going to try to give some nuts and bolts of, hey, you're a pastor. Um, how do I get this done? Because I think the default is, is the reason somebody goes and pays somebody is just it doesn't feel native to you. And so how do I get this done in a really organic way? And I think the first question that has to be answered, I'm glad Chris went first, is you got to know you, you, branding is more about capturing your story than that's already alive. Uh, I mean, as far as the, the, the out external marketing side of things through social media, I think is more about capturing the life that's going on in your church rather than trying to create life with a graphic. And I've watched that happen um, a lot in, in, uh, in just across the board is is that somebody will pay a designer to try to design something expecting it to bring life, and uh, it just won't. It'll just look good for a select few people at your <coughs> church. And so I want to talk just a minute on, on simple things that we did early on when we launched our church, and I think it's a scalable model, and I think it can help you um, be able to create content. So what we've created in our church is a digital content team. That's what we call it. You can call it insert whatever name you want, but their sole job, and this is a team of about 20 people in our church is to capture content, to share content and to create avenues. And this is the key avenues for our church to share content that is quality. Okay. <laughs> So I've, I've witnessed a lot of people try to build like their following on Instagram, on social, and I think that's awesome. I think you need to. But I want I to just tap into something real quick and let you do a little bit of math. The average followers that somebody has on Instagram is roughly around 350 people if you look at the global Instagram, okay? Which means if you get 40 people from your church to share a photo once a week, that's 14,000 people, Okay, that's probably more than your church account will have for some time. Not only that, but the way Instagram works is it's grabbing your photo, and depending on how fast people like it, it's going irrelevant, and it's just burying it. So, like, let's say, uh, I'm just going to use wrong numbers right now, 10,000 followers. You may do a post, and if it doesn't get good traction straight off the bat, maybe 1,000 of those followers are actually seeing what you posted. So the more you can get other people to share who have less disparate uh, gaps in their numbers between how many people follow and how many people they follow the better traction that is is the organic algorithms on social media are saying this isn't commercial spam this is, this is content that somebody wants their friends to see, and therefore we're going to display this on social media rather than saying, oh, here's another graphic that's coming from, they're, they're doing it on purpose because they want you to pay for ads. So they're gonna take anything that looks like an ad, any, here's, here's what I would say, anything that has a vector line in it, if you don't know what that is, just find you a creative, and they'll tell you. But anything that's not a pixel, it's not been taken by a camera, as soon as it reads a vector line, uh, if you try to do a Facebook ad, it's actually going to give you a warning and saying, hey, this is not going to perform well. You can pay for it, but it's not going to perform well because we don't like this on our platform. So those are just some basics. So with that in mind, what we set out to do was to create a team that was going to capture content that was the culture of our church. So we're going to we're going to make sure that our culture is alive in church and we're going to position um uh, two specific groups of people: photography team and a videography team. We have them on every service, on on for, and so we do. And we have photographers first for different purposes with different skill sets, and so. We have an interior photographer, because shooting, a lot of pastors really, I think, take it for granted how hard it is for photographers to shoot in some of our worship settings. It's very hard. And so we take our people that have great skill sets, and we put them on the inside. I'll take somebody who needs some help, who we're raising up, and put on. I put them out in the parking lot. I want you to capture every family, and here's our, and this is where it starts, we have what we call an avatar uh, for our church. So what is the quintessential person that we've kind of, we've answered those questions. What kind of car, clothes, you know, those kinds of things. What's the vibe? And we're putting them on capturing those people coming into our church in the life of our church. So people smiling, people laughing, people having fun, kids, the whole span of it. And the system that we do is we have um, signs on when people are exiting, People are holding signs that says, hey, thanks so much for being here. Want to share a photo from today? You can go to mycitychurch.cc backslash photo. And after every service, that content team captures people's pictures. It goes to an editing team upstairs, in our, in our upstairs. And they're running it through some of the things that Chris was talking about. Through photo filters. So through Lightroom. Um, anybody who wants more information on this, I would love to coach or spend time on this, but they're going to run all the photos that are taken through a brand filter that makes all of our photos look the same. It looks like it's continuity. It's coming through. Those are going to go through that after editing. So there's a team sitting there going, Hey, we just took, you know, 50 pictures. These are the ones that were awful. These are the ones that are good. We're going to capture those and they're going to go for us, there's a lot of different platforms, so I want to get hung up on the platforms, but they're going to go up in Flickr. Flickr, we have a plugin that grabs to our website, and for after every service, the top 20 photos are going to wind up on the back of that. People, most of the time, we've trained our teams to capture specifically new people coming to our church. If you don't recognize them by name, don't shoot your best friend all the time. Shoot the person walking into church that you've never seen before. And we, in we, their gift, their visitor bags, we're telling them, hey, there's probably, fo- there could be photos of you today. We'd love for you to, you would not believe how much a family, a mom with her kid getting their picture taken at church when they've only come once or twice is so pumped to share that photo. I just went to this church today. Check us out. Don't we look cute? You cannot buy that kind of marketing. You, you just can't. Yeah, that's their profile picture. That's their, you know, and they are telling your story for you. And and so we've created systems around that. So with that team, we have a digital content director, okay? Here's what I would recommend if you're looking for this person. Um, the default is to find somebody who's well-rounded in a whole bunch of skill sets and go, here's the 14,000 things you got to do. And then what they end up doing is looking at you going, can you pay me to do this? Because this is dominating my whole world. Here's what I would highly recommend. Have somebody who has a creative edge, but you need an administrative, well-thinking leader in that position who knows how to build team, not so much execute. Okay. Your, Your kid who's great on a camera, who's just a, Creative, He's not going to be able to administrate a team of 20 people and schedules and timelines and all those kinds of things. So put put somebody on there who's an administrative leader and then resource. This is a decision we made early on. We are going to resource our creatives with excellent um, uh, equipment and we're not going to we're not going to pay them. You know what I mean? So that, that's what we said. And you would be surprised Um a lot of creatives come to your church and the reason that they want to, you know, $60 to play guitar is because they feel like that's the only way they get value put on them. Mm-hmm. So if you can look through a lens and go, no, 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 we've been waiting for you. Here's So rather we never paid for a video in the history of our church. But I did pay for some amazing cameras. And I got some kids around and I said, here's the deal. If you need training, I know some guys in our city who could shoot this video for you, but I believe in you so much, I'm gonna pay them to come train you how to get this done. And we just invested and invested and invested in people. And so we have a digital content director who's like the chief investor. Then we have a photography lead person. And then we have photography people over each service. And then we have a video person, video people over each service. Then we have a um, our social media team. And they. there's lots of softwares out there that can really, really help for this. Pastor, if you have anxiety that somebody's going to like, you know, post something insane on your Instagram and the whole world's going to melt down, um, there's great software out there. You can schedule out a month worth of posts. You can work on language. What we do is we sit down on a month and we look at the month. And we say, hey, what stories are we wanting to tell this week out of our culture? This weekend, we're going to put together a shot list for our photographers to help educate them on how to capture content that fits this agenda. So we're story mapping out that grid and looking at that. And you can do that through software. You can even do that through your stories. We just made this shift where our stories that are being done on the weekend, it's all done through a program that's timing them out. Over the weekend, so some of that's prepped, some of it's capturing right in the weekend, but all of that is being is being done through a program. So I can jump on my phone right now and see what's being posted 14 days from now, and be able to see what's going on. For that, it gives me a level of a level of peace, and uh, and what it does is it keeps me away from. How do we post that? Why does it have a typo? Why are we posting that right now? It's it's midnight on Saturday. Nobody reads that. (laughs) You know, those kinds of things that obviously happen if you have, like, one guy who's just trying to flow through things. So those are just some real practicals. We have, I have digital content team manuals, um, resources that I would love to share with anybody. Um, If you want to email me, it's jesse, J-E-S-S-E, at... MyCityChurch.cc. We'll share anything that we have with you, Um, but that's no. You can't have those. Brad. Brad's going to buy them. Brad's going to buy them. them, Yeah. Um, So, but that's that. Those are some of those things of of going. So, what I always say now to our team: if we don't like our feed, let's work on the not only the way we're capturing, but let's work on our culture. So if we're having a hard time finding people that have brightness to them, that's not the camera's fault. That's our culture. So we're gonna work on our culture. If we're if we're not liking the way photos are looking, that's our environments. Let's let's work on our environments. What what's behind somebody, what's what what and so if you're capturing the life of your church, you're not trying to create life with a cool design. And, and that's, that's where it's, it's, uh, that for me, social media wise is how you're going to get people to tell your story for you. And so what we always try to do is, is we try to create that environment where people can go most people in our church know that they can go online and they can find probably three or four photos of themselves right now to share. And what that does is it keeps it away from the person who's like filming you at the most awkward point of your sermon or the awful post of like things that you see about you, you know what i mean because they're like trying to be like creative with their phone and i get it I, don't, I i want them to do that but i'd rather just prepackage a really awesome photo and say hey this is yours to share cuz you're in it and, and so those are some of the ways that I think we've gotten the most possible traction um, anytime that we like put together like an image and we're like hey we got this big event coming up can you guys share this to be honest with you it just it doesn't get really good traction yeah. but if I put people in their own element doing their thing at church and say hey would you use this to tell our story Ah, oh, I'm a part of that That's my story. This story is my story. This isn't something pastors asking me to do or, you know, so on and so forth. So those are the things. And for me, it all starts with that team on the weekends, a dedicated team on the weekends who's looking
2: around capturing the culture of your church. Can I just say something on that? Just about when building a team, um, I think it's important to, to be releasing. If creatives don't have leverage and space to be creative, they won't create. And I think you've got to ask yourself not not everybody is a good judge of a brand so you might not be creative and you've got to know that maybe that's not your lane and so uh, every designer every fashion designer in the world any creative has this one element that everybody needs and it's this thing called well they need we might not all have it but they need it and they have it called mass taste meaning that what they like most people like and you might not have mass taste And I think you've got to know that maybe what you like as a brand is not congruent with what the people you're trying to reach might like. And I think sometimes we start controlling our creatives so much because we go, oh, this just oh, I just, uh, it doesn't resonate with me. Well, it's not meant to resonate with you. It's meant to resonate with them. You know what I mean? And I think you've got to know, man, do I have mass taste? If I don't have mass taste, let me give it to somebody who does. And look at someone. And I think here's the thing about fruit is it has to be produced before it's reproduced. So look for someone in your church that is producing the kind of fruit of people that follow them because they've got mass taste, then get them to reproduce that same gifting in your brand, and your brand will take off because it's people that are good at connecting with people. We might be good at it from a stage, they're good, from, they're good at doing it from the point of visual creativity. Very good.
1: Uh, very good. Give it up for Jesse, though. So If you're not following their churches on Instagram, I highly recommend it. My City Church, People Church, um, and uh, a lot of times people call like, hey, we're trying to get our Instagram going, or our Facebook, what, what should we do? I'm like, well, first go learn from others. Go see how other people that are, that are killing it are doing. Uh, how many of you in the room uh, have, have attempted any type of Facebook or Instagram ads? You've, you've paid for ads in the room. You've tried that method. Okay, let me talk to you a little bit about that, and then we're going to do some Q&A. One of the questions I get frequently is, okay, we're, we're ready to do some marketing. What should we do? Should we do Facebook? Should we do mailers? Should we?" And really, that's not the question. The question we should be asking is, how do we use every possible method to make it work together? We're trying to create a brand, and to create a brand, we're not going to just do Instagram. We're not going to just do Facebook. Try to create multiple outlets of, of telling people your story. And be strategic in it. Don't do it all the first day. I think looking back, one of the best things we did when we launched the church is we held off on doing a mailer. Don't tell Ark this. They're not going to hear this, right? We didn't do a mailer on our launch day. We did a mailer uh, for Easter, which was 10 weeks later. So we did social media ads. We did a billboard, and then we held off. And here's what we heard. People would come up on Easter and say, we've been seeing you guys everywhere, I'm like, that's what I wanna hear, right? It's because we were strategic in how we were advertising and so on. And, and a lot of times when it comes to uh, doing ads, paying for ads, we think, okay, we got an event coming up. We've gotta start paying for some ads. Well, here's what you need to think. Let me, let me challenge you to change your whole thinking and your whole process on any type of, ad, any, any type of social media, really, that, that you do. Start thinking not in a way of, how do I tell people who we are, But how do I create content that will start a conversation? So create conversations. If you go right now to most businesses, you'll notice their websites are changing like crazy to where a little box is gonna pop up and it's gonna be a picture of Sally or Joe and it's like Joe's gonna say, do you have any questions, right? They know that if they can get a conversation going, and they can answer all of your questions, there is a way greater chance that you're going to buy their product, right? So if we're so skeptical of clothes and product, how much more skeptical are people of your church, right? So we have, to, we have to think of it like this. There's all these barriers that are preventing people in your city from coming to your church. And the fastest way we can get them into your church is to answer their questions. So you were talking about the Instagram feed, both of you. Our Instagrams, all three of us, they answer questions. You can go to any of our Instagram accounts right now in our church, and you can quickly get an answer to every question just about that you have. And, and even if they haven't gone to your Instagram, you're paying money for an ad. Don't just pay money for an ad to tell people about Easter. Make sure you're creating a way for there to be a conversation. So we, we auto-follow people on, or auto-DM people on Instagram. Anytime they follow us. Anytime we get a follow, instantly we auto DM them using a tool online that says, hey, basically we're so glad you followed us, blah, blah, blah. And then we don't say, hey, do you have any questions? We say, what questions can we answer for you right now? Like we want to get the conversation started right away. And here's how this hit me. I was thinking about new restaurants that come to town and how you'll be with your spouse and you'll drive by and you'll be like, oh, we need to try that place sometime. And like months go by and you never try that place. And finally you run into a friend that's like, hey, have you tried this new place? And you're like, no, we haven't. We've been wondering, you know, is it expensive? Can we take our kids? Do we have to dress nice? Can we go as we are? You have all these questions, and you run into that friend that's like, oh, man, you've got to try. It's so good. Hey, kids night oh, is on Tuesday. Kids eat free. Listen, you can dress however you want, and you finally have someone answering your questions, and then what do you do? You finally try the place out. The same for your church. There's, people are driving by your church every single day They're just waiting to have their questions answered. They know they need to get into the church. They know they need to make a change. But they don't know if you got snakes in your church, right? So they need their questions answered. They need to know it's BYOS, bring your own snakes. So you got to get that content out there. So think about it in that way. How can I create conversation? On Facebook, listen, if someone likes a post... Or, or, or we get 20 likes or 3,000 likes. That's not the win. The win is how many conversations do we start? How many of those people did we reach out to and say, hey, we noticed you liked this picture? Or people that like one of your images, you know, you can go look. You need to, you need to make sure you're doing this on Facebook, on Facebook. On your church Facebook page, people are liking and commenting on your stuff that don't like your page yet. You can go look at how many people like it and invite them. If you're not doing that, you're missing out. Make sure those people are now liking your page as well and seeing your content, and again, trying to create conversations. The next strategy I'm gonna tell you, and this is probably um, something that has helped us maybe the most and something I've helped people with the most, and it's this. When you are creating any type of, of, of a marketing campaign, Who are you trying to reach? And I think the church has gotten a little bit lazy by saying, let's not disciple people anymore. Let's like Facebook go reach people. Let's not train our people to go invite people to church. Let's just make a Facebook ad that'll do it for us. And let's just be honest. How many non-believers are going to be scrolling through Facebook and see a picture of hands worshiping? Because that's all you guys do now. You do it really well. Um, And say, you know what? I don't believe in Jesus, but after seeing this really great picture of these hands, Chris, after having that great Australian accent, I'm going to go to your church, and I'm just going to give my life to Jesus today. It's just like what I used to do when I was a kid, and our church would go door knocking, and we would take, at, take an ad and hand it to them and say, here, throw this away for me. And no one ever came to our church. I, I handed out thousands of those things. To to this day, I don't recall one person ever showing up to church. Why? Because there was zero relationship equity. And we're asking people that have zero relationship with us to show up and give their lives to Jesus. And it's just not going to happen. So change your strategy. Here are the people I believe you should be using Facebook, Instagram, whatever ads to reach in your church. I say it like this. There's a lot of the word reach in this. We should be using those tools To reach the people who are going to help us reach the people we're called to reach. All right? Who are those people? Three categories in your city. People right now in your city that are Christians, but they ain't going to church anymore. They got hurt. Billy plays baseball on Sunday for a while, and they just got out of the habit. Their church has folded up shop. Something has happened, and they're just not going to church anymore, but they know they need to go to church. The second category is people that are new to your city. They've moved there and they're looking for a church. We need to be reaching those people. They're looking. Might as well be your church, right? The third category, and this one ruffles some feathers, It's people that are going to a church and they're sitting on the back row showing up and checking a box and they're not engaged and they're not living out their purpose. They're just doing what they think they're supposed to do. And they need to be in a life-giving church where they can start to be developed and grow and be discipled. Okay, So how do we do that? Don't use Facebook and Instagram ads where you can put in every type of key demographic you want and go on and try to reach unchurched people. Go reach church people. And by church people, I mean people that just are Christians, people that get church. So I use keywords like God, Jesus, Joel Olstein. I use any I use any key word that is going to speak to the people that I know can look at an ad and get church and be like, man, that that's the that feed I just saw, that's where we need to be. We need to be in that church. So we got to change our mindset on that. And here's what's great: those people. They have relationship equity with people that are far from God. And now they can go reach people, right? Don't ask Facebook to go reach unchurched or undiscipled people, non-believers. We've got to, we've got to change our philosophy on that. And and that has been so big for us. Here's another thing I've learned. You guys have probably experienced this. When I try, when I try to create Facebook content or Instagram content, and we pay for ads, and we try to just reach the whole city... All I get is a bunch of, like, atheists or really hurt people just saying really mean things about me. Like, who is this guy? Like, what an idiot and using curse words that I don't want to repeat because they really hurt my feelings, y'all. And so let's change up our philosophy. Let's understand, look, the people in our church have relationship equity. Let's, Let's make sure we're preaching that. And secondly, when we are creating content and paying for it, let's go reach for lack of a better term, the the low-hanging fruit, the people that are already looking for you, right? You guys follow me? All right, sweet. Um, Let's do some Q&A. Where's our lovely assistant? There he comes, right there.
0: Uh,
3: Guys, I think uh, just to add a little bit, Brad, what Brad had to say about um, creating conversations, man, if you can build... a team of people that are passionate about having conversations through your social platforms with people in your community you it will move the needle a hundred times more than uh pain for a lot of a lot of ads and uh so we kind of developed this i think hustling during church planning when i got to i got i got to my city i didn't know we didn't know anybody so I got, a, I got somewhat weird, I think, maybe a little bit quasi stalkerish on Facebook. And if you were from Omaha, I friend requested you, whether I knew you or not. After I got through about 100 of them, I started realizing some of these people are all friends with each other. If I got one of them to engage with me and have a conversation and got to coffee, now these other 20 in this little circle, friends of friends, was now in my sphere. So you take that principle on a very micro level. How do you apply that to the big picture of your church? How do we create conversations going on? How do I help my teams understand how to do that? How do I help people engage with people? And uh, I think if you can answer that question and keep on answering it in an effective way. And there's a lot of things out there. The bigger you get that you can automate a lot of this stuff. But I think great branding is taking what you would do if you didn't know anybody. And how do I now polish that, put it in a system, and build a team around it? And I think that can go a long way. So So, what's your process for creating conversations with creatives that have, like, maybe an eye but not a thesaurus? Like people that can, like, you know, do some really good visuals, but they're not good at finding stories, identifying stories, uh, crafting those questions. What's your process for generating those things? Um, I, I, think, uh, I think it just depends on what phase you're in. To be honest with you, if um, uh, early on when I didn't feel like I had any, anybody, this is how I found, so two of my guys who now do this in a year, they're now, perfect. this is what they do for a living. They've created companies, all of our guys are becoming a part of this company, and they're making really good money making videos. This guy, I walked by his car at an interest party, and I looked in the car and there was a Canon 70D. Well, number one, I knew what that was, and I knew that that was built more for video than it was photography. But it was the very, very cheapest version, which told me he had passion and self-starter, right? Because he went out enough to spend his own money on something. He did some kind of research to figure out that the 70s is a little bit better than the than whatever else for video content because it has autofocus. So I knew some of those facts, right? And I said, "Hey, you like video?" He goes, "Oh man, he is kind of embarrassed." Yeah. yeah, I said, "I said, what if I bought you a camera?" It was awesome. I mean, it'd be the churches, but you can use it. I, he's oh my gosh! I've been I've been look, reading this blog, and I'm looking at this thing. I'm taking this online class. I'm like, you're my guy. You're a self starter. You're a self starter. You're a self feeder. I want to. You may not be the most creative at the end of this thing, but you will hustle to figure out how to work some of those things. So that's what I mean. If you're looking for this, the grassroots, like how do I do this out of nothing? I'm looking for somebody who's who's you know is going to geek out. Yeah a little bit and they're they're going to want to nerd out on like some tutorials and you know i'm looking for that person you know what i'm
0: saying <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah so i think we have to have an understanding that the marketing branding advertising world is so nuanced And it's a hard thing to build if we're really honest. It might not be encouraging, but it's just real. It is one of the hardest things to build because you need people that have heart to give their time and talent to kingdom, but you need them to have the gifting that goes with it. That combination is hard to find. So I think, I know it's like, well, how do we do that? I think it's more of a, the how is dependent on the when in this way. I think you'll always elevate what you value and you steward. So for us, our first creative person wasn't the creative person, but they were a creative person. We valued them, we stewarded them, they brought other people that were like them, and seven years down the road we have a really good functioning creative team. So it didn't, it wasn't always there, and I think we've got it just as we don't expect, what well, we do expect, I, I was going to say, we don't expect for our churches to be a thousand, but we do. I, I saw Stephen Furtick's helicopter drop, I was like done I can do that and you know we we think that like you know our our particular marketing team is seven years down the road and so we're doing like even that we've created an environment where we've got people writing we wrote our own digital database church like Siri for church assistant type thing that is seven years down the road but it happened because seven years ago we just did what we could with who we had and so that means that maybe for the next season you're not going to have great content but you're gonna have great pictures. You just do what you can with what you have and then the next piece attaches to that. Somebody with great pictures in your church will be like, man, you got good pictures but I think you could work with your content. Because it is so nuanced that people are out there and they know the nuances that you and I do not. And they're like, man, they need better branding, they need better content creation, they need better photography. They, we got one girl that all she does, her specialty, she works for a 10 million, they've got I think 2 million followers or 10 million followers and all they do is hair products, weird but like it's a thing all she does is their metrics and I think that's a key measure as well measure what matters know how you're doing that stuff that's what she does so I think the real answer is wait a little solution we did in that season we had people with good uh, ability to create um, you know the, the assets the pictures uh, people like my wife or I or other people that knew how to write with heart we wrote the copy and then you just get, that gets you to the next season and I think that's kind of don't try build Rome in a day type thing
4: Yep. That so would you suggest that, say, a person with like a single brand, you know, they just built their life on brand? It. Is it something um, for a church to really notice that it should be a collaborative effort instead of just it being based on one person's creativity?
2: I think in anything leadership, you've got to ask the the, the biggest word is scalability. If it's one person, it's probably not scalable. So you've got to ask yourself, are they a producer, or are they going to be someone that carries a spirit that you want them to lead with? So Logan, for me, who's out the back, Logan is a creative who can produce. And in one season, I had to, we had to step back and go, listen, we're reaching our limits. So you've got to choose the collateral now or the collateral later. Let's pull back on our quality now, build teams so we have quality later, because if not, we're not going to get there. So I had someone who had spirit that I could replicate, and he has an eye. He and I speak the same language. He finishes my sentences. It's kind of like we're in love, we're not. Um, but like, you know what I mean? Like, he and I, like, we gel like that. We vibe like that. And so he knows what I like, I know, and he's, he's good at what he does. And I had to then switch him out of just being a producer, because that's the most comfortable thing to do, right? Get the, the results you want now. Kind of that age-old saying, like, if you want something done, right you do it yourself well if you want it done right forever by yourself that's the way to do it and so we had to like like pull back and, sh- and change that so you've got to when choosing your team go are you someone that i could scale with or are you just going to be a producer now if you're just going to be a producer you go back here and you go okay you're who i have right now you know what i mean
4: over here uh i've got a couple of questions so coming from a corporate world do you guys implement look audiences? And I, I'm, you know, the whole Christian thing kind of opened my mind a little, little bit to this. So are we uh, it, using the existing maybe email list from the church to create a look audience and then kind of layering that with A-B testing? Have you guys done that?
2: Uh, all I'll say about emailing is I, I think we as a... Forget church organization, have to really start thinking beyond emailing in and of itself because it just doesn't, yeah, no, that's doesn't not, have an open that's rate. Not the
4: question. So, if we have an email list that yes. I can import into Facebook or Instagram to create, find those people on the social network to create a lookalike audience in my city. Have you guys used that method before? Retargeting. Retargeting, yeah. Absolutely. And then frontline A B testing. If yeah, you know absolutely. Ads as well.
1: I mean, those are all absolutely tools you should be using. A-B testing, finding out what it, maybe an image that relates to you, but it doesn't relate to the masses as you were talking about. I mean, all of those tools are available, and you should be, if you know how to use them, you should be working with them. Um, and, and as far as emailing, we definitely do have to do more than emailing, but it's its like earlier. It's not which avenue do I use, it's how do I use all, all of these avenues together.
4: Okay. Yeah. One last question, if I could. Do you guys have uh, metrics available to what you guys have found for like click through rates, you know, e- engagement rates, things like yeah, that that we measure against? Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Um, yeah. So, Chris, if people have questions for you, what's the best route? Because Chris also has some of you heard about this AI software they've developed. We don't have time for it here, but I know he would love to share with any of you this unbelievable software that they have developed. Um, but if they have questions, how do they ask
2: you? They would be best to email. Um, you, Logan? Sure. <laughs> I was looking at you, but you didn't look back. You didn't want to finish that sentence, did you? Logan, L-O-G-A-N, dot Tran, T-R-A-N, at peoplechurch.org. And we'll send out all the data that we have on our metrics for like um, social media, for marketing, what we get, all that kind of stuff. Click through. We'll send you all that. And even how we measure what we're going to post. Like We learn stuff like even how what should be on our story when it shouldn't be, what point we're getting drop-off rates because of the fact that that's on our story, things like that, we'll send you all that we can. Right. Good. Here we go.
1: Hi there, uh, it was very helpful, all the stuff you guys talked about. Um, how do you measure the ROI of connection? So like, you guys talked about how the success is how people get connected, so how do you measure that? Um, and then also, how do you celebrate the wins of digital marketing with your teams?
3: Uh, yeah so we have we have it set up to where from so our social media team is broke up in a couple quadrants there's there's creation there's there's people who are executing you know posting and then there's conversations that team um, in any given week however many conversations they add they actually they actually report that to um, our connections team on Sunday they have a list of people that they've connected with this week, that they've invited to church to try to close. We actually, we actually measure that from conversation to connection to central services follow-up. So that's our conversion path there. That's one. Um, but we actually, we actually measure that. And uh, um, here's what we found. Out of people that we're able to engage in a conversation where we're able to get them to ask us a question they have, Not like, hey, we have a question. Oh, thanks for looking. This vent looks cool. That's not a conversation. You got it. We've usually it's it's more than three responses back and forth. Um, I think it's uh, I think we're somewhere around of eight out of ten people will come.
2: The way we measure ours is not again. It's it's something we can answer later, but um, we created our own artificial intelligence that basically picks up on those things. Everything from every device that walks through our doors through a whole bunch of other stuff. So ours was in-house because we didn't feel there was an accurate way to do so, you know, and really capture those things in the world that we live in right now as far as like what's available from a tech perspective. So if you want to know more, we can share that with you as well. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Hello, um, my name is V from Jesus Church. Um, My question mainly is we started with a great team on social media right and all of a sudden like our team was mainly mothers stay, stay home mothers and now i'm struggling that they're just not putting social media has a plan b not as a plan a and so my team went back from being almost 10 to one or two so my question is how can i attract more people to my team and how can I get the right people that will, like, again, the creativity be their main main focus and their talents will be their drive and they'll be self-motivated and just people that are, are in a constant going.
1: Yeah, well, I think you have to start with who you have. And I think you as you get better, you attract who you are. So... Um, I think a lot of the success we had early on, we began to attract creatives from our creative director, Lauren, to our worship, uh, our, one of our executive pastors who's in here, Ryan, my wife. They're very creative. And so as we got better, we attracted more creative people. So you definitely need to be recruiting, but you also need to be, if you're going to be leading this, who are you learning from? How are you getting better? How are you making it better so that you can attract people as they're seeing it? I mean, We had so many people showing up because, again, we were answering questions through our brand and through our story. Um, So really focusing on that, and then obviously do you have a growth track, do you have some sort of onboarding process, um, drawing people from there as well. A lot of times, though, in a church, it's gonna be a matter of training people up. Uh, and, And I was a youth pastor for a long time, and I have students who have come to Highlands, I've got students who have gone to school for film and photography, they never once came to me and said, hey, I feel called to film and photography. It was a matter of helping pull those giftings out of them that they didn't know were there by giving them a chance and giving them an opportunity. So that's the best advice I could give you. I don't know if you guys want to say anything on that other.
3: Yeah, I think uh, um, defining uh, their why is is super important. Um, if well, Once again, that's why I'll, I we bring everything back to we are helping our church share our story. Because for me, that gives me a sense of purpose. Um, I look at it like this. If I'm sitting down having a text message conversation about a task that I have to do, that conversation gives me anxiety. If I'm sitting at dinner, eating, laughing with a friend, that com- same communication. But one gets, puts me at ease and one puts me... It makes me pumped, one makes me anxious. So if we look at social media as only making announcements, that's like a text message based on work. It's gonna give people anxiety and they'll have a tendency to pull away from it. If they're helping you tell a story and then they get to see their friend and their friend knows that they took this photo, and now they're tagging that, you know, we have all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of become like a real joy. We've, we've got to the point now where we're like, actually, like, actually, we really, really love you, but you have no skills whatsoever. <laughs> and I don't think we're going to be able to move the needle there. You know what I mean? Because, but that comes with a sense of community that they're, they're playing a, a role, not just in announcing stuff for the church, but they're building a sense of community across our church by helping us share good content
1: we got just a couple more minutes, so let's take at least one more question here.
0: So our church has um, a really multi-generational audience. Um, how would you recommend engaging more of the older generation with social media? Because they don't really understand it at this, in this day and age.
1: Yeah, well, first you have to understand your audience, obviously Instagram is going to be 30, 35 and under, Facebook is going to be 30, 35 and up, so older crowd is going to definitely be on Facebook, the really older crowd is going to be on MySpace, so figure out a way to get some ads on MySpace, Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously there's a lot of older people that are not on social media altogether, so... You're not really going to be able to engage with an older audience that's not on there. But just I think it's a matter of knowing the audience based on the platform. And if you don't know that, it's easy to jump online and find it. Um, and then I think as you're answering questions about your church, don't take photos that are just of 20-somethings. If your church is multi-generational, make sure you're including every age, every race. We're particular. I don't want my church to just look like a white church because I'm the white pastor. I want to make sure everyone in our community knows, regardless of their race, regardless of their age, they're welcome. Uh, we are a younger church, but we don't say that. We say we're a young-minded church. So we have 70- and 80-year-olds in our church that love what we do because we're able to answer that question again through the social media that's out there. And then those older people that are on there, they'll go tell their friends, right? And they'll bring their friends. So Okay. Um, Hey, again, if you have any questions, um, make sure and come hit us up. Thanks for what you do. We're proud of you. Thanks for coming and uh, get out there and start marketing.